You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Roberto Lewis, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for October 12th. For years, it was known that famous Hollywood composer Alex North had done some work on an original score for Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, but it wasn't until this day in 1993 that most of us ever had a chance to hear it. That was the day that the Verisi Saraband label released a brand new recording of the music North completed for the first half of the movie. If you're familiar with 2001, the scenes scored by Alex North all occur between the famous opening titles and the intermission break at approximately halfway through the movie. It's pretty obvious, from listening to North's music, that the classical pieces now so closely associated with 2001 had been used to edit together a temp track, a sort of work-in-progress soundtrack usually only ever heard by directors, film editors, and composers. Temp tracks are a kind of mixtape of existing music, sometimes classical, sometimes other film scores, sometimes something else entirely that give the composer an idea of what kind of music the director wants for certain scenes. And now, the composer has to go off and try to write something new without copying what they've heard. And Alex North tried his best. He was a well-known and respected figure in Hollywood's music community, and he'd worked with Kubrick before to spectacular effect on 1963's Cleopatra. Surely this would just be the second chapter in one of those famous collaborations between directors and their favorite composers, right? Well, not quite. Kubrick's feedback to North regarding the music seemed unenthusiastic. Handwritten at the top of one of North's pieces of sheet music in the archives is the note, Stanley hates this, but I like it. After completing music for the first half of the movie, everything before Discovery's mission to Jupiter, North waited an agonizing 11 days for some kind of notes from the director before he was finally told that the second half of the movie wouldn't need music because Kubrick was going to employ, quote, breathing effects. To be fair, there is a lot of heavy breathing in the second half of the movie, what with the two astronauts realizing that Discovery's onboard HAL 9000 computer is trying to kill them. But that still wasn't the worst indignity that Alex North suffered. Find out the rest after this. On this day in 1974, it was the last new small-screen Star Trek for many years. As the counterclock incident, the final episode of the animated series aired on NBC. Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley, speaking. I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. When Alex North attended the premiere of 2001 A Space Odyssey, he was disappointed, to put it mildly, to hear not one note of his music made it to the final cut of the film. Kubrick was so attached to classical pieces like Also Sprock's Zarathustra and the Blue Danube Waltz, and yes, all that Ligeti choral music, that Alex North's entire score was left on the cutting room floor. North didn't live to see the Varisi Saraband recording, 
but one of his oldest friends, a composer you may have heard of named Jerry Goldsmith, arranged and conducted the new recording with the National Philharmonic Orchestra, and Alex North's vision of 2001 could finally be heard. A second release, in 2007, presented soundtrack fans with a remastered copy of North's recently discovered 1967 session tapes, rather than a re-recording. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.